podcast. Welcome along to episode two of the Thought Crime podcast. So we're into the course now and we've been having a great deal of fun looking into satire across three centuries. The 20th century focus for us was one of my favourite 20th century satirists, Clive James. I told the class the story actually at the beginning of looking at his work about my uh, school certificate examination when I was in the equivalent of year 11. So we're talking about 35 years ago, but in that examination was an excerpt from one of his pieces of satire and I vividly remember that examination because as the students made it to that piece of writing they started laughing and by the time most of us got there we had an entire exam hall filled with perhaps a hundred people all in hysterics so even in an examination that man's humor won over the anxiety of the students. So we read a small excerpt from one of his travel journals, uh, a postcard from Russia, and we decided to focus mainly on how he used extended complex sentence structures to kind of fuel his satirical devices. So I'll read you now a little bit and then we'll look at how this structure adds the, ad, builds the humour. The most exciting way of getting to Russia is to cross Germany in a sealed train and arrive at the Finland station in St. Petersburg to be greeted by a cheering revolutionary mob who promptly rename the city after you. This approach being no longer possible, the next best method is to book a sovereign package tour through British Airways. Now you can see there that the humour builds and builds and the absurdity of renaming the city after you also, I think, requires, and this is something we've been looking into with satire, an understanding of history. So uh, an understanding of s Russian history and their tendency to rename cities after their current leader is in, or, or, or the person who's uh, been the head of the latest revolution is a quite Im important knowledge in order to be able to understand that humour. And I find that the satires that we are studying are good examples of the importance of having knowledge of the world in order to unpack what's being said in the satire. It also shows that satirists have quite a lot of knowledge of the world and they're picking up little bits and pieces to bring into their, their work that comes from all sorts of diverse positions. This particular piece of writing was from a series of pieces which were published called Postcards From, and this was a postcard from Russia. And because it was written in 1977, he'd actually travelled to Russia during the Cold War, which was a pretty unusual thing for any Western journalist to have done. So there was also an undercurrent there. He used a lot of language later on in that satirical piece that had strong Slavic overtones, and he was essentially using that to create the semantic field that, that builds this sense of alienness and I think also coldness into what he was talking about. But it was all in good fun. And then, of course, we made it to the 21st century. Frankie Boyle's a pretty provocative satirist, and we chose a piece that he wrote, which was a critique of Britain's decision to reinvest in their Trident nuclear submarine force. Those submarines are now ageing, and they're proposing to spend billions of pounds to replace all of those submarines with a more modern version. He definitely doesn't side with that, and I'll read again an excerpt from this one where we look at how he uses satire to reinforce his point of view. 
he's talking about the British. We don't actually have much sense of history and don't really travel, so it seems odd that we're being told to spend hundreds of billions of pounds projecting a version of ourselves that we barely understand onto people we will never meet. Perhaps Trident is really a symbol of the era of late capitalism, where most things we buy are unnecessary to the point of ludicrousness. Persuading austerity Britain to spend billions on Tridents is like convincing a tramp he needs a bazooka. I really like the, the hyperbole of the comparisons and I think the almost derisive nature of the um, analogies that he's using there. This particular piece, by, by the way, all of these uh, pieces and excerpts are published on the Thought Crime website where you can go back and read them in, in their totality. But this particular piece, even more than any of the others, requires quite a, a comprehensive understanding of the socio-political context that it's speaking into. Now, you might not be surprised to notice that a lot of the pieces that I've selected for us to study that are satirical are also drawing on some of the preoccupations that we have with the East versus West and the period of the Cold War. Trident is an outcome of that that's still alive now and even though it's a 21st century piece of satire it is actually still referring to the, the mechanisms that drove the uh, mutually assured destruction aspect of the Cold War. And this is because as we move out of this satirical project and into our text study, of course your understanding of the state of the world through the mid 20th century is going to be absolutely necessary to your appreciation of the power of the messages and the mechanisms of, of state and surveillance and privacy that were written by George Orwell in that novel. Something that I'd like you to pay close attention to when you are looking at these texts is just word choice. It's something that's often overlooked and it's often one of the most powerful drivers in satire and in a lot of writing. Because you're about to start to choose your pieces of writing and your task is up on the website so you can go and look at that, don't get too bogged down in having to be too complicated or clever. You'll find that the humour and the conflicting ideas that sit underneath some of the text will happen best if you choose words that communicate more than one layer of meaning. Also remember that you're going to be asked to create a text type that's very defined and then you're going to be asked to undermine that text type by writing it about something that wouldn't normally be that thing. I know some of you are thinking you may rewrite speeches that are said by people in our community or you might write a brochure for the school that perhaps exposes some of the less attractive aspects of the school. Whatever you choose to do, make sure you pay close attention always to the language subvert when you write your things. I really look forward to working with you on the productive phase of this satire and I'm really appreciating how much you have engaged with this. I think it's excellent that you did as much research as you did around these pieces so that you could fully understand the references and now I encourage you to imbue your pieces with contemporary references that perhaps not everybody will understand. To some extent it is the reader's job to make sense of that. And with all of those chimes in the background, it's time for me to go. So thank you for listening to episode two of the Thought Crime podcast. And I look forward to reading some of your work. I think in the next episode, I may read from some of your work with your permission. Catch you soon.